Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number nine. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, I am very excited to share a resolve too that I hinted at a few weeks ago. I asked if people would be interested in an episode talking about how to know what you want. And so that is what I'm giving you here today. So today our resolve too is to determine your dreams and identify what you want. So I asked a few weeks ago on a podcast, if people wanted to hear about discovering what you want and there was some interest. So that's what we're going to talk about. So let's start out. What do you want? You probably have some idea of the things that you want and even if you don't know what you want, you probably know that you don't want to be at the same point in your life at this time next year. Some people I know like to think forward. They like to jump ahead 25 years from now and think about where they want to be and who they want to be in, what they want to have accomplished. Or some people merely want to look ahead to where they want to be on December 31st next year. I don't think it helps to look too far ahead. Looking ahead 25 years isn't particularly helpful to me. Even looking ahead five or 10 years sometimes feels like a really big jump. So I kind of like to look in the one to three year range. And I think that's another reason why I love resolutions so much because I like to look in the shorter term. I like to look at just a year ahead and determine what I'm going to do in that year to get me closer to what I want overall, or just to look What do I want to get done in the next year? Who do I want to be in the next year? I find that super helpful. So you can look at it and look at these, what we're going to talk about today in whatever context you want to, but I will foreshadow at the end, I'm going to draw us back to resolutions to what we want in the coming year. So you can look at it with the broad perspective or with the more narrow one, whatever you want. So some people already know what they want. They want to lose weight or they want to travel somewhere in particular or just travel the world in quotes. They want to write a book or novel or memoir. They want to exercise more or run a marathon. Uh, I had a client recently who just did a triathlon. They want to read more. Some people want to move or organize their home, downsize or decorate. Some people want to build stronger relationships. They want to start dating or get divorced, um, get married, make more friends, have kids. Some people want to start a business or quit their job or get a raise. Some people want to eat healthier. I think most people want to eat healthier. Others want to go gluten-free or vegan or vegetarian. Some people want to save more money or make more money or spend more money, although not too many people make that as their goal. Some of these things can be accomplished in a year. Others might take longer. They might be more that three to five to 25 year range, but it doesn't really matter do any of those things stand out to you? Do you feel that pull that, yes, that is something that I want too. I'm someone who's always known what she wants, at least on some level. Sometimes I wanted too many things. And although my plans have definitely shifted over the years, they've done so in accordance with shifts in my desires and the things that I truly want as I've grown, learned new things, experimented in different areas, tried new things or moved, (laughs) those kinds of things. Both the circumstances of my life and as I've grown as a person have helped me to shift my desires and then set resolutions accordingly. But I've come to understand through conversations with podcast listeners and followers and clients and others that there are a lot of people who don't know what they want. So no matter which camp you fall into, whether what you want or you don't, it's totally okay. Luckily, there are things that you can do to determine and figure out what you want or want to do. So I'm going to share some of the exercises that I use with clients to help you determine what you want if you don't know. And even if you do know, like me, 
I have found these exercises to be extremely helpful to ensure that your resolutions and everything else in your life is in alignment with those things that you do really want. So I'm going to walk through them. You can take notes or just kind of think through these things in your head. Lots of questions that you're going to have to answer. So let's go. So the first thing that I want you to do is to look to the past. To determine what we want, we can look to the past. So look back at the things you enjoyed as a kid, the activities or events or programs that you were a part of, things that you enjoyed as a kid. They are probably things you would enjoy now, kind of on a different level now that you're an adult, or that you might like to get involved in again in the future. You can also look back both in your childhood and the time since at hard stuff that you've been through, things that caused you to grow and that shaped you, the things that you learned from. Those often have a big impact on the people that we become and the avenues that we choose to go into in our adult lives. You can also look at things that were hard for you. (laughs) Of course, the first thing that comes to mind for me is math. I wasn't particularly bad at math, but it was something that I definitely had to put more time and effort into understanding. And I loved, of course, when I figured it out, that was always the best moment, but that was something that was harder for me than other things. And so taking that into account now, I certainly am not on any path to become a mathematician, nor would I want to, because something that was hard for me then is still something I have to put more effort into now. Also look back at things that have been easy for you. What are the things and the skills, the activities that just come easily that you are naturally very good at? Those are things that you may want to use, take advantage of, because what's easy for you isn't necessarily easy for anyone else. If you're great at making friends, that is a skill. You can use that. Look also at things that you have struggled with. What are the events or the activities or the situations you've been in where you have struggled or it's taken a bit more time for you to process and learn? And conversely, what are the things that you have excelled at? What awards have you won? Or what are people always congratulating you for? What are the areas and things that you are proud of that you have achieved and accomplished in your life? Looking to the past can help us to paint a better picture of what it is that we want in the future. So related to that, once we've looked to the past, we can then begin to look to the future. So quite simply, what do you know you want? There are probably some things you can look to your future and see or identify or recognize that you want as components of your future. So you can do all of these exercises in terms of any area of your life, like resolutions or your career or anything. So I have some examples that I want to go through to help you recognize that there are probably some things that you already know you want, even if they aren't, I want to be a doctor when I grow up. And there are some things you probably can identify that you do want that may not be as definitive, but can still help you determine the steps you need to take to get to where you're going to end up. So career-wise, you might be able to identify that you want a flexible schedule that is more important to you than a consistent income or vice versa. You could decide that you would much rather have the consistent income of a nine to five or a corporate job than the flexible schedule and the flexible location you might have if you went into entrepreneurship or something like that. You can also ask yourself, what do you want travel-wise? Maybe you prefer flights traveling that way over long car trips or vice versa. Maybe you prefer long car trips. I am a big fan of the road trip. Not that I don't love flights, but there are ways that you can articulate the things that you want. When you look ahead location-wise, what do you know you want? Maybe you want to live close to family or maybe you want to live far away. (laughs) That's okay too. But there are things in your future that you can identify, even if they're just components that you can say, yes, that is what I want. And from there, you begin to get a better perspective and a picture of the life that you want to build and work towards. 
So after we've looked to the past and looked to the future, we can look to ourselves. So I'm a big fan of personality tests. The Enneagram is one of my favorites, but there's lots of others like Strengths Finder and Myers-Briggs. I love the four tendencies too. That's another one of my favorites, but there are so many things that we can learn from personality tests about the way that we process the world and our desires and other people who are like us and what they've done. We can learn so much from looking to ourselves through the lens of personality tests. You can also take aptitude tests or intelligence tests, career tests. There's so many different ways that we can analyze and look at ourselves on a deeper level and become more familiar with ourselves that can help us determine what we want in the future or even what someone else like us would want. So related to that, after we've looked to ourselves, we can look to others. There are several different lenses that I like to use when I'm looking at others and trying to identify things in them that I want. So the first is, who do you envy and why? I don't mean this in a bad way, but who do you look at and they have something that you wish you had? It might be a fantastic job. It could be something more physical, like the conventional way we think about envy, like you really want their car and you can take from that and decide I'm going to set a resolution to save money to buy XYZ car because they have it and they make it look really cool. And that's what I want. You can use it on that level, but you can also use it on a broader level of you envy their ability to work two days a week, or you envy their ability to move across the country and work from there or to work from a beach in Tahiti with a margarita in their hand. I don't know, but there are probably things both about people, you know, in your own life and on the broader scale of celebrities and influencers and authors and speakers and people at all different levels. There are probably things about some of those people who you follow that you envy, but the next level. So envy is one level. Another level you can look at as you look at others is who do you admire? I think of this as a completely different lens or focus or way to view someone, but who do you admire? Who has those qualities and the attributes that you would love to see mirrored in your own life? Again, it can be someone from any of those levels that I mentioned a minute ago, but who do you admire and why do you admire them? Once you've identified that, then you can begin to consider which of those things you might want to integrate into your own life. And then on an even simpler level, who do you want to be? Who would you love to become, whether for their job or their career or for their personality attributes? If you could drop into someone else's life, who would you be and why? I think all of these ways of looking at other people can be so helpful because we don't get to live their life. We get to live our life, but it doesn't mean we can't borrow things or ideas or attributes from their life and apply it to ours. So I think all of these exercises of looking to the past, to the future, to yourself, to others, I think of them as like the points on a compass. And when we have a very good idea of what lies in all of these directions, then we can begin to decide which way we want to go, which way we're going to set our course and where we're going to start moving going forward. A corollary though, that I wanted to bring up to what we want is to determine what we do not want. Maybe you don't want to travel or live near family or further your education or work from home, get a pet, have kids or any other number of things, or maybe you do either is okay. But by deciding what you do not want, you can help narrow the field on what you do want. So this may be something you even want to do first. If the idea of all the things you could want just seems completely too broad, start out by identifying the things that you clearly do not want or that you think you do not want. And then you can go from there um, of identifying the things that you do want and leave however many things in the middle that are meh that you want to. I also want to remind you to trust the process. It's so important as you set resolutions or set goals and begin to envision a future life that you want and the things that are going to help you get there to believe 
on some surface level that you will get there in that all of those steps along the way are going to help you. My friend who really encouraged and led and inspired me into coaching, this was something that we experienced as I was beginning to work with her and she was tackling her to-do list and starting to make progress on the things that mattered to her. She still wasn't entirely sure what that angle and endpoint and end direction was as we were beginning to move forward. And that's totally okay. That's often part of it. I see it all the time. And she was listening to podcasts that I suggested and she read lots of books. And so she was certainly open to finding whatever those things were, whatever was going to point her to the next phase of growth, her next direction. But she wasn't entirely sure what it was. And it wasn't until she went through some circumstances and some things externally in her life that she was able to discover as a result of those things, oh, this is the direction I want to head. This is what I want. This is what everything else has been leading and building towards. But we could never have known that going back to where we started. And even though she grew and developed so much along the way, it wasn't until she went through those other things in her life that all of the pieces came together and it all made sense. So that's something else that I see again and again, that you have to start taking those steps building in the direction that you want, setting resolutions, checking them off. (laughs) That's important too. But even if you don't know specifically where it's heading towards, that's okay. Trust the process, believe that you will get there. And all along the way, it will begin to make sense. I promise you. And once you identify what you want, whether that's a career, how you want to travel, where you want to live, your dreams in general, other ideas, then you're going to be more open to finding what is going to lead you in that direction. I like to think of knowing what you want as putting a destination into your GPS. And the more specific you can be about where you want to go, the more specific directions you'll get. So if I want to go to Los Angeles, I can put that into my GPS and I'm going to get very specific directions that are going to tell me exactly what I need to do, what roads I need to take to get to Los Angeles. But even if I don't know that I want to get to Los Angeles, I can still get a long way just by heading in the right general direction of what I want. So if I know I want to go to California, I can set that at my GPS and start heading in that direction. And along the way, I will decide most likely if I'm heading to San Francisco or Los Angeles or San Diego, completely different places, but they're all still in the general direction of California. And I still have to get to California before I can get to any of those anyway. So I can start making progress, even if I'm not entirely sure what my end goal is. I know some of the things I want, and that is all I need to really get started on the way. So whether you know what you want, or you just want to begin to go in that direction, commit to taking one step at a time. That could look like setting a goal or a resolution in the area that you want. If you want to write a book, for example, you could get the first draft done. That could be your resolution. And it's also a hint at our toast for later. We'll we'll get there. If you want, you could just set a resolution that would move you in that direction, like the California over Los Angeles. You could set a resolution like I'm going to read X books on a topic, or I'm going to write the first three chapters of my book. It would still be moving you in the right direction, even if it's not getting you all the way there. That's okay. Or... You can just be open to finding out what you want, what might be next. Your resolution could be to find the topic of your book, or even just to be open to finding the topic of your book. Sometimes just being open counts as the first step. If that's all you know that you can do, that's okay. You can just be open to finding what you want. Keep moving forward with your life and you will be able to identify those things along the way. So with all of this in mind, (laughs) trusting the process, knowing what we don't want, knowing what we do want, looking to ourselves and others and forward and backwards in the context of setting resolutions, particularly right now, let's stay focused on December 31st of next year. What do you want to have accomplished? 
What do you want to be toasting or celebrating? What kind of person do you want to be? What do you want to have learned? What do you want to be better at? So somewhere in the middle of all of this, all these Venn diagrams is what you should be setting as your resolutions for the coming year. Also, I encourage you to remember that the time is going to pass one way or the other in 365 days. We're going to be at this time of year again next year. The time is going to pass whether you set resolutions or not. But if setting resolutions is going to be the thing that is going to help you be closer to where you want to be at this time next year, then I encourage you to do it. My dad used to always share this idea as he told the story of deciding to go back to law school. Uh, He was in his forties and trying to decide whether or not it was going to be the next step for him, if it's something that he really wanted. And he came to the realization that the next three years were going to pass one way or the other. And he could come out on the other side of the next three years with a law degree, or he could come out without one. And that made things really clear for him. It really helped him to decide, of course, I want to come out of the next three years with a law degree. Why wouldn't I do that? And so he did. He went back to law school. He's built a very successful practice that now he is on the verge of retiring from. He served his community and so many families and individuals for decades now. And it's been so cool to see him do that. All because he took the leap. He knew that the time was going to pass and he knew he wanted to pursue a life in this one direction. And he did. I also faced a similar dilemma a few years ago when I was deciding whether or not I was going to sign up for life coach training at the life coach school. I figured I'll do that in three to five years. I pushed it out there. But then I got the email in my inbox that said registration was open and I knew there was no better time than now. And even though it didn't really fit into my life plan, quote unquote, at the time, I knew that I had to do it. I had to sign up. There was no better time than now. And the time was going to pass one way or the other. I would get three or five years out from then and I could have my life coach certification and I could have had it for years by that point, or I could just be signing up for it then. So when I thought of it that way, it became a no brainer. I signed up and now of course I'm so glad I did. So no matter who you want to be, what you want to have accomplished on December 31st next year, I'm willing to bet it's not someone who hasn't started or who is still in the same place that you are today. I am so glad that I know how to turn my resolutions I set into reality in the coming year and all of those to come. And it's those ideas and principles that I am so excited to share and to be sharing on this podcast to help you feel the same way, to know that you can set your resolutions for the coming year. You can be working on them and you can be so glad knowing that you can check them off this year, next year, every year to get you closer to those things that you really want. So a year from now, you're going to wish you started today. So let's start today by resolving to determine our dreams and identify what we want. I hope that you do that. I hope that you share them with me, whether you already have them in the form of resolutions or not. It's totally up to you. I will be talking, I think in a couple of weeks about the different types of resolutions, really helping you to constrain and conceptualize these ideas in a more concrete form that you can write down and say, this is my resolution. So I'm super excited for that. Wait for that episode in an upcoming week. But for now, resolve to determine your dreams and identify what you want. So what I am reading this week, I just started the last thing he told me by Laura Dave. I'm enjoying it so far. I was a little skeptical at first because it is one of Reese Witherspoon's book club picks. And I have really not enjoyed some of those in the past. So when I saw that sticker, I was actually more apprehensive to pick this one up than I was uh, or would have been otherwise. So (laughs) I'm not entirely sure what my end feeling about the book will be, but I am enjoying it so far. And then I just today checked out from the library, the book, Nowhere Girl, a memoir of a fugitive childhood by Cheryl Diamond. And I am super excited for that book. I had um, a jaw dropping moment just reading 
the description. And I love jaw dropping moments in books. So just getting that from just reading basically the back cover, I am very excited to dive into that one as soon as I'm done with this one. So (laughs) that's what I'm reading and what I'm about to read because I'm very excited about that too. And then I hope that you will join me in toasting Finishing the first draft of my book. I've actually been done with it for a couple of weeks now. I've handed it off to my editor. Now I'm going through the edits of my edits, which has been really fun. But technically the first draft is finished. It's now in a round of revisions. So I know there will be a few more of that to come as I finish my edits, get them out to the other preliminary readers. So it's certainly not done by any means. It's not ready to be on the shelves or in your hands, but the first draft is done, which was I honestly can't even remember now, either my number one or number two resolution for this year, the podcast, of course, being the other one, which as you can see is also done. And so I'm so excited to have that done and checked off. I haven't actually done anything to celebrate yet, but I have been definitely uh, tossing confetti internally. And so now I hope that you will join me in toasting, finishing my book. I am so excited. And it's definitely something that I'm glad I get to celebrate. And with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead. 